Right, well, welcome back to uh, this week's CC Talks. We're here uh, with um, our usual haunt, uh, Guinness is at hand and a cranberry juice, as the norm, and we're going to do our register to get the things kicked off uh, for this week. So uh, we have uh, uh, Miss, Miss Burns. Here, sir. Good stuff. Mr. Powell. Here, sir. And uh, Mr. Smith. Yes, sir. Very good, all present and correct. So let's, uh, let's crack on. Um, had a good, uh, good week. And um, yeah, as promised, we said we were going to cover on our episodes. We're focusing this week on uh, how we're going to value a football club. And we're going to run through various the factors that are taken into consideration. Oh, and Chelsea's going to swear. Oh, yeah. Well, I was coming on to that. But yeah, okay. we, we have an expletive coming up yeah. later in the show. So uh, if you have any children listening, uh, just... Uh, Chelsea's worked out how to put the E on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're all, uh, we're all uh, politically, uh, politically correct. Uh, I'll have another, I'll have another Guinness. I'll say. have another Guinness. So... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so we've got the, uh, the, the the really interesting one. It's obviously topical at the moment. A few clubs uh, up there for sale. A few have been pulled off the market. We're going to talk uh, about uh, Newcastle, and so uh, run through that. And um, and then also, as promised, we've uh, uploaded into LinkedIn the um, uh, research paper that uh, we promised we were going to do about uh, the Tottenham model. So Chelsea's been working hard with the team, and that is now live on the LinkedIn page. Carteret Capital. That's the so, Carteret team and not the Tottenham team. It's the Carteret team, yeah. yeah. No, well, <laughs> Tottenham team have been all over the place. Harry yeah. Kane's been at uh, Buckingham Palace getting his MBE yeah. this week. Yeah. And also, revelations. That's the time he scored at Palace, isn't it? No, yeah. That's different. Oh, hey, hey, that's great, <laughs> yeah. good. Um, the other thing is, is also, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be looking to uh, be a kicker in the uh, the uh, NFL. Uh, NFL. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so all, all good things to look forward to. Okay, we'll crack on. Great. So before we uh, go on to the uh, the football club um, uh, valuations and sales, we're going to talk uh, about the breaking news, or well, certainly was yesterday, about uh, Solskjaer uh, getting uh, appointed as manager for a three year three year deal. Um, great. I mean, you know, it's it needed to be there. It's out. It's done it for a reason. But uh, what's going to happen to Pochettino now? Where does he go? Come on, team. Stays at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There is a rumor that he's linked with Chelsea, but minor because they're looking at getting rid of Sarri and Pochettino is obviously in a difficult situation with transfer money, but realistically there's there's no there's no big doors open for him. Yeah, but it's not really is that a step up? I mean hey, with respect, I mean uh, is it is it is it a step up? I mean he's got a model there, he's put a lot of time, energy, yeah. effort into <coughs> building his it's better squad. Name, obviously and would you want to go there with a transfer ban until twenty twenty? Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, hey, you're on. You're on form. Be interesting so, to see whether research. the transfer ban sticks. Well, yeah, they're appealing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, who, who got off? Um, we don't want to digress, but did uh, PSG? PSG, yeah. So uh, you know, um, but anyway, coming when back you say to Solskjaer, got off. You what you actually mean is that they uh, they, they got they, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they managed to appeal and they, uh, they managed to persuade them that they made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. as they do. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> But enough said on that. Um, so yeah, Solskjaer, I, 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 you know what? I think it's good. I think there may be an element there also because there's been a rumour Pogba may be going off you know, and, and looking at tempted away. And I think now, now he knows, I think he'll, he'll stay. And, um, do you think so? I do. I, do. I think, you think a, Solskjaer has a big enough name for Pogba? I think no. there's a relationship. I think there's a relationship. Remember he coached Jack him. disagrees. He, well, mm. I know, hey, there's agents and everything else, but he... Yeah. he, he, he he had a relationship when he was coming through, when Pogba was first at Mar- oh, uh, Manchester. One. He was yeah, there in the, in the academy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't I know. Just, I mean, I hey. Just, I just don't think Solskjaer has a big enough name for Man no. United. 
I really don't. I mean, you, you, you know, the first thing we said when we found out is, yeah. you know, will we remember where we were when we heard <coughs> the big news that Solskjaer has been appointed? And obviously, after we got over that big news, we then said, do you think they actually spoke to po- you know, Pochettino? Mm. Because mm. he's got to be the best option. I am sure Woodward, the conversations would have, they've got to go on. The shareholder, I mean, Woodward would definitely have, 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 uh, have had a conversation. Mm. They, they must have done. I mean, um, the, the biggest risk is obviously always going to be losing key players with the fact that they're not solidly in the top four of the Premier League. And with Zidane at Madrid going, with Zidane going back to Madrid, sorry, and Barcelona currently hunting down replacements for the likes of Luis Suarez. Mm. The rumours that have been in the news recently have been that Zidane's war chest is huge and he's aiming for Pogba. And Barcelona's recent new target is apparently Marcus Rashford as well. So yeah, that could, could be two, that. Key, two key players that get drawn away to bigger clubs yeah. who play on Champions League level year in, year out, when Man United are currently still struggling to even qualify. Mm. Jack, very good point. It's awful, isn't it? Man United not doing so well. <coughs> Dreadful, considering. So sincere, that wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sincere, because yeah. obviously from the city, there's the city fan in the room, but it's it is a, it is a, it is a bit of a hit considering this. The word the top top level for so long. I but Solskjaer's going to get a bit of a war chest. Do you think? <laughs> He'll get some money to spend. But it's the not finishing in the top four places yeah, yeah, is an issue with attracting big players. No, I, I think the, I think the. the the big issue with Man United is that you know we we always talk about them or start talking about them about how their performance is on the pitch, and you know whether Solskjaer is going to change stuff, whether you need a bigger name manager, um, you know is this the future? And then people ultimately start criticising Ed Woodward and say you know does he know what he's doing? If you look at it from that perspective, then you know there are question marks about whether you would appoint Solskjaer rather than trying to get Pochettino if you could. But actually, if you then look at it from a business perspective, which is, mm. I suppose, what we should do, you know, from the from the time that Alex Ferguson left in 2013 to what we think their revenues are going to be at the end of this year, they'll have pretty much doubled. They will have doubled. The, so they've, they've won very few trophies since Ferguson left. But off the pitch, they've doubled their revenues. Mm, absolutely. So, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's where Ed Woodward started. Yeah. By signing big players, though, like Pogba, by bringing in big-name managers, mm. Louis van Gaal, even though mm. he didn't do well as a big-name manager, who was in Mourinho, <coughs> arguably, at the time when he was appointed, possibly second or third biggest manager in the world. And like you're saying, is Solskjaer the big enough mm. name to carry on with the revenue rising? Mm. You know, is, is it a sop to the fans by Edward Wood, and does it not really make much difference? Because they still seem to be making... Yeah, you know, huge. You know, generating huge revenues, making big profits, even though they're not, you know, winning the uh, the Premier League. Yeah. Or the Champions League. Yeah. And the share. I mean, okay, share prices. Mm. Share prices is has gone back up, mm. um, but it's uh, it's still fairly constant. But uh, the good news is for estate agents, certainly around there, is Virgin van Dijk's looking for a new house. He is. Yeah. Because he was living in Solskjaer's. He certainly uh, was. Solskjaer's yeah. house. He was rented out. He was. So uh, hey, great stuff. Okay. Great. Well, we're back and uh, refreshed, and uh, Jack's got a new middle name. Um, so it's Jack uh, Onion Ring Smith. <laughs> so uh, they were all right, Jack, weren't they? Pretty 
pretty good, yeah. You're right, Jack had a belt of a burger, <laughs> yeah, so everybody did. I hope they were yeah. absolutely excellent, yeah. given that you failed to offer them around. Were you surprised? I offered them to everybody. Were you surprised when none of us answered you? I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So anyway, back to business, guys, yeah. and uh, we're on to how to value a football club. So we're gonna we're focusing on Newcastle because it's been obviously on the market, then off the market, and uh, and Jack being his uh, his local team. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jack, fill us in on the on the details up there. Okay, well, when you're valuing a football team, the main thing that you would look at is the difference between the tangible and the intangible assets. So the tangible assets, I guess, are a bit like the burger. And then the intangible assets, because nobody well, else gets anywhere near them. It's like the onion rings. Is that what we're saying? If that, if that's the way that you okay. want to go about it, yes. But I was thinking more, of course, um, with the stadium. Okay. The fact of all is Newcastle as a club own the stadium, yep. but they don't actually own the land that it's on. The land that it's built upon is actually owned by the council. Oh, interesting. Mm, yeah, interesting. They are mm. a long, a long-term lease, though. Yeah, long-term lease. So it, they've still got value, but they don't actually own the land that it's built on. Hmm. Then there's the question of when you're going down valuing a club, do you go down into merchandise sales, ticket sales, TV rights, training ground facilities? Newcastle do own them, although they're pretty bad. Um, haven't been updated for a long time. So it's it, it doesn't have the same value as perhaps uh, a bigger team that have updated their training facilities more recently, like Manchester City have updated their whole Etihad campus. Hmm. Um, Manchester United and Liverpool are always making changes to what they own. It 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 all builds up. But what's interesting is that you know Mike Ashley valued it at what was it three three hundred three hundred fifty yeah. well three hundred we were taking three hundred I think yeah so so how on earth do you get you know if you were going to do it if you're going to base it purely on the financials of the business mm. you don't get anywhere near that do you no no so you know you've got to try and take into account what hope value or it's, it's essentially it's the market it's the market value isn't it because if you look at the comps in the market yeah. and Mike actually thinks that you know Newcastle compared to other Premier League clubs you know big following you know good stadium you know perhaps great opportunities in the future you know this is 300 350 million but that's a you know how does he really get to, to that I mean you know the fact that the deal you know, that was speculated with Peter Kenyon and his consortium hasn't happened. Mm. And then there was Amanda mm. Stavely before that. I'm sure there's been others sniffing around. But you know, why is he taking it off the the market again? Is He's it because taking it off the market because nobody wants to pay that much money for a club that isn't solidified as being a constant in the Premier League? Mm. Where there's clubs that such as Everton, which were bought reasonably recently, that that was bought at a level which was acceptable because Everton are always in the Premier League. Mm. Always in and around the top ten, yeah. Have a decent, have it basically have a decent history. They've got a following. Yeah. It's the it's this the consistency with playing at the top level adds value, and the fact that Newcastle have been relegated twice since Ashley came in shows that the value is essentially diminishing. Well, when Mister Mashiri invested in Everton, the mm. value of Everton at that time was about two hundred million. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, that's quite a gap, isn't it? Between I mean, okay, that was about three years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, about yeah, three, three years three ago. And half, yeah. Um, and you know, it shows you that there's a distinction between the two. Now, what you would say about Everton, I suppose, is that it's you know it's in Goodison Park. It holds what about forty thousand people. They're looking at the new stadium mm. down on the yeah. docks. Yeah, down on the dock. So so if you if you bought into somewhere like Everton at two hundred two hundred fifty million. 
there's huge potential for the value of that business in terms of its income, but also its capital value mm. to increase. The question about Newcastle is, how do you do that? Oh. I mean, ultimately, the only way it's you've got a, a, a phrase that you use a lot, Steve, about all you know, as the tide rises, all the ships yeah, rise. rise with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of what Newcastle are relying on. Aren't mm-hmm. they? If they're in the if Premier they League, stay in the Premier League, then it's just comps with other Premier League clubs. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how he seems to be justified because you've got a big stadium, you know. Okay, you can improve the training ground, but that's expenditure. And what's that? You know, you might be able to improve position within the Premier League, which might be worth a little bit more money. But you know, where's the big bang that's going to happen? Mm. You know, there's there's certain clubs in London, for instance, that are looking to to build. You know, at all levels in the Premier League, that are looking to build a new stadium. Yeah, and that can have a massive impact on 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 their future value in their revenue streams but there's nothing like that it comes in with the attraction of um other potential clubs like you said Everton went for cheaper than what Mm. ashley's um value in newcastle the issue with that is is that people who come in whether it's owners whether it's players people want to live in and around london Mm. and if you look like you're saying the london clubs are looking at trying to build up new stadiums trying to build essentially a lot of clubs are looking towards building things like what Man City have done with the Etihad campus, trying to have an all-encompassing thing. Tottenham have just mm. built a huge new stadium. London and clubs they've got a great it. training ground as well. Yeah, Everything fantastic. within the M25 is kind of normally the aim, or if you mm. can't get within the M25, as close to it. I mean, you look at teams like Watford, as close to the M25 as you can get mm. with a Premier League club that probably isn't worth as much as Newcastle, could get it cheaper. Um has a decent stadium, but is also got the location, which mm. is desirable, mm. which is why you'd think they'd charge more. West Ham are another team that don't own the stadium because obviously it's mm. the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. So they don't have that asset, but then they've got the history and the goodwill that Newcastle have still mm. got. Yeah. Would but they be valued the same? They've themselves as yeah, the London club. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think I mean, Newcastle have a, they have a global following. I mean, they do have a, they have a history. Is that... Yeah. Does that mean no, no, as far as Middlesbrough? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but they have a. I, I suppose they, they have an. A, they have an attraction to overseas. I mean, we're talking overseas investors, perhaps mm. maybe North American. Um, but they 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 have a, an attraction from a, a branding point of view because how do you get capital appreciation? You know how how do you build? You know because we know from comparisons that you know once you're into the Champions League. You start with the top sort of four, five, six. They are, you know, Man U at four billion, mm. Chelsea at two and a half billion. You know, Tottenham's probably up to a billion plus now. You know, and that's taken it. So anybody coming in to invest is looking at how can I take Newcastle? Let's say I could get it for two hundred fifty. How can I take that and make it into a six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred million, you know, million pound property business? I, 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 you know, I, I suppose playing devil's advocate. I mean. Do they really have a big following internationally, Newcastle? Mm. I mean, hi- historically, you know, the clubs that have got big followings internationally, you know, we always talk about, Steve, you and I, about, about the Asian fans and how mm. news about success sort of percolated out in, you know, in the sort of previous generations. Yeah. You know, winning the FA Cup or winning mm. the, the, uh, the first division as it was then. So that's why you've got, or the European Cup, that's why you've got, you know, big fan bases for, 
you know, clubs such as Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest, Leeds United, yeah. as well as the obvious ones like Liverpool and Manchester United. Mm, Forest. Um, you know, Ipswich Town have probably got you know, uh, you know, some sort of strange band of followers out there yeah. um, as well. Newcastle, obviously, you know, and it's not to rub it in, but they haven't won anything for a long time. Mm. They've got a huge fan base locally. But, you know, are they any bigger internationally than, than Everton? No, you're probably right. No, they're probably yeah. not. I mean, yeah. obviously, there was shipbuilding and that, that yeah. you know, with Liverpool connotations of the, yeah. the word and the people spread. But no, you're right. And also, look at it. it it's But fans yeah. that follow Liverpool follow Liverpool because of their success at that right time they in do, the 70s they do. and 80s. They do. And, you know, and Manchester United, you know, before and after that. Yeah, and there's only, there's only a handful of maybe Man United, Man City, you know, Liverpool have capitalised on that global yeah. reach. You know, so at the end well, of the day, well, city's different. City's different because city, you know, they, 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 they you know, again, sorry, I apologise. We have won more stuff, you know, even without the recent years than 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 Newcastle, but it's you know, it, it, they they were never as successful no, as, as Manchester United mm. or, or Liverpool, mm. but you know, the the current ownership has 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 obviously helped that it's Middle Eastern. But they've transformed it, and it's it's they've they've taken modern success on the pitch, and turned that into, and social media's helped yeah. enormously, and turned that into a massive international fan base. Mm. Actually, maybe that's what could happen with Newcastle. Maybe that we found it. Maybe that is the answer. Maybe Do the city the old, model. Yeah, yeah mm. the old the old models of of having had success, you know, in your father's generation mm. that then gets passed down to mm. son or daughter. Um, you know, it's all changed, and maybe this is this is the the way forward that City are, are showing that it can be done. But it, you need deep pockets, investment, and, and yeah, and success on the pitch. Right now, we're back into uh, our normal schedule and Mourinho minutes. So uh, uh, this is where we talk. For those that uh, haven't uh, uh, listened to a podcast before, they uh, talk about Mr. Mourinho and what he's been doing in the world of uh, well, of football and commentary and. Uh, and, uh, and what uh, potential clubs he's speculated to go to. So, and that's where we're at, because uh, there's been speculation this week, Jack. I know you were telling before that he could be going to PSG, but that's been mentioned before. He read it but, on Facebook. Did he? Yeah. But Lyon, Monaco, Everton. Everton. <laughs> Everton. <laughs> Do you reckon he'll come back in he Everton? Didn't. He no. didn't. Yeah. Fake, fake news. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. so Apparently uh, it's fake news that he's going to PSG, but I think it's a possibility. But he's doing. I he's mean, doing... everyone thinks it's a, every club under the yeah. sun's a possibility at the moment, Jack. Yeah. But now, most. But yeah. actually, interesting. Most of the managers have been sort of ticked off. So Solskjaer's where Man U now. Pochettino, we think, is going to stay at Tottenham. Zidane's back in. You know, so you know, there's, there's there will always be a club that want Mourinho. Uh, you know, but um, it's whether he comes back into the Premier League or he stays into into Europe. Uh, I think he'll stay into Europe somewhere. Uh, I think, uh, he, he wants he wants a big club, doesn't he? he? I don't think he wants to be trying to fight to turn because yeah, that's kind of, that's sort of how we've gone back to Newcastle. Mm, we talked about Rafa. that a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mourinho doesn't have the same outlook as Rafa. No. He knows that he's good. He knows that he's won things in the past. He just wants to stay where he's at. Stay where he's at with the level he's at with the bigger teams. Go in, have the opportunity to spend money, and try and repeat what he did. At clubs like Madrid, Chelsea, when he was successful, Inter Milan, Porto, he had a good run of years where he was successful. But it, they're all very big clubs in yeah, their I, respective I think countries. Porto might be. You might argue that Porto, you know, the chances did. Did many people think they were going to win the UEFA, you know, the Europa League, or I think it was, was it still the UEFA at that point? But anyway, the Europa League and then Champions League the following year. 
Yeah, they weren't. They're a big club, obviously, in, in, in Portugal, Portugal. But, but for them to <coughs> win the Champions League was, was pretty exceptional. Very special, I yeah, think, is, you know, is how he described it. Yeah, it's, it's mm. a special one, isn't yeah. he? So, yeah. So, yeah, so he's not going to go back into a club because you see, sporting, sporting, I mean, you know, he's Portuguese, but sporting have been through the mill, haven't they? They've, they've had a real tough time. It, it, it's not but he's not going to go back and build. He wants to go into a club where there's at least 100 million plus in the war chest, yeah. you know, and a big name already. And uh, and he can you know can achieve a few more years of like PSG. PSG's right. Yeah, I mean yeah that that is a perfect fit for Mourinho, isn't it? They're desperate to win the the Champions League. He has won the Champions League. He's got a pedigree. They've got bags of money to mm. to spend. Yeah, they've already got a yeah. pretty strong squad. Yeah. but for whatever reason, whoever's in charge yeah. can't pull it. Can't pull the ship no. together. No, I mean yeah, they're, they're not bothered about League One. They'll win that pretty much every year. Um, you know, in France, they just want to to. To, to win the Champions League I think he, yeah. he's, he's almost a perfect fit whether he will do it is another is another matter that's the big debate isn't it is he mm-hmm. going to be any better than Thomas Tuchel in, in terms of you know, with the amount ability. of money that's been spent the last yeah. two years and what Thomas Tuchel's done given the position he's in I don't think anybody could do much worse no oh do you think so yeah that's, that's almost the challenge because we, yeah. we were thinking what, you know, what can we do what research bits and bobs can we do from this podcast that's one what we're going to do is we'll we'll find a way to objectively measure Tuchel against Mourinho okay okay and then see whether that's really going to make any difference to to PSG because they're miles ahead in league one at present no, yeah, yeah. it's not hard to be yeah. miles ahead when well, no, but I mean it's been clo- no, no but it's been closer in in previous years hasn't it I mean Monaco were a disaster this year mm, 16th aren't we mm. 16th so, at the moment um, 47 points but it's uh, he's on the trick line this weekend though isn't he Mourinho is, back, he, uh, is he running the line <laughs> okay. no he's not running the line he's managing uh, he's uh, managing the Inter Milan isn't he Inter Chelsea Inter Milan legends yeah, yeah ah. against Spurs legends and is, it, is this a, is this a at Spurs yeah so on one, of the, one of the opening games brilliant yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. So, uh, and, uh, and they're able to pack the the stadium out for that. It's forty five thousand. Forty five. Okay. Because they've got to get their safety certificates. Yeah. Oh, so it's be... the second match. They'll yeah. They'll, after that, because the under eighteen's third... played, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And after then they've that's got the first uh, Premier League game. And I think they've got Chelsea, haven't they? It's Chelsea in the first it... Premier League. Was it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, no, no. Crystal Palace. It's Palace. Palace. Yeah. Palace. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's Palace. Yeah. I need to be able to see. Both in London. Exactly. Yeah. Good. So um, yep, we'll uh, we'll talk more about Mr. Mourinho. He's never out the he's never out the news, but hey, that's, that's and we'll do some objective analysis. And we'll have the objective analysis. So yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Right. Okay. To wrap uh, this uh, week's podcast up, we're just going to go through to the normal uh, ending, and uh, we've got some great news because Chelsea's got an announcement. She managed to watch the big short this week. And uh, watch Moneyball as well. So and uh, and you enjoyed you en- well you enjoyed Big Short yeah, more. I, didn't I enjoyed you? one more than the other. Yeah, yeah. Big Short definitely. Moneyball's all right. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. Oh my oh. word! Have you heard I that? I know. It's a brilliant film. James you, keeps saying I need to watch it again, but yeah, you do. I think you, I think Moneyball. You got twice more. Yeah, you, you enjoyed Brad times. Pitt in the Moneyball. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you stuck with it to enjoy that. But uh, but the big short's your favourite. Well, that's that's good because uh, you've got a quote as well because yeah. we always we always have a quote uh, from the big short. It's one of our favourite films, and uh, and so uh, yeah, Chelsea's going to go through and. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, before she says it, I was concerned. Were you? Why? Well, I I just you know she's been promising to watch the big short yeah. for ages, and I thought you know what are the chances of Chelsea ever watching the big short? 
Zero. Zero. <laughs> he actually said that. He actually said that. He, actually, he got his phone, he did that. He, he actually did that. Exactly. Sorry, Josh, we, we did another quote there. Do you see what I we know, did? No, he took it away from me. No, no, carry on. Go on. You've got to do the swear you one. You stole my spotlight. Okay. Go okay. for it. Do we need to do a drum roll? I mean, you can, you can yeah. If you All right, we'll, we'll do that. here we go. The truth is like poetry, and most people fucking hate poetry. There we go. Yeah, best quote. It's a good one. Probably the best one actually. It's a good one. None of us have been brave enough to say it. I know. Well done, Chelsea. Chelsea, what is it? Two one days later, time. it's all over. <laughs> Straight in there. No, good one. Thanks, guys, good. as ever, for uh, all your input, and um, have a great weekend to everybody, uh, all the listeners, and uh, so enjoy we, your sport. So and um, so, what's our what's our homework, sir? Yeah. Well, yeah, before, Chelsea. Before we sign off. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to do we're going to do a research piece on kind of what we're discussing today. So. How do you determine the value of a football club? How mm. do you increase the value of a football club? And what do you look for in a prospective purchaser? So we'll put something together and then once it's up on our, um, on our social media, we'll let you all know in, in a following podcast. That'd be great. And then we'll also do the Mourinho too cool thing as yep. well. And uh, so we'll do a piece on that, get that out on social media. Yeah. Great. That'll keep be us, interesting. Keep us busy. Absolutely. A lot to do. Okay, guys, have fun. Enjoy, Enjoy your weekend. And we'll uh, see you next Friday.